Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 211 of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast, recorded on Monday, January 16th, 2023, MLK Junior Day. On the pod today is a man who will tell us how New York football teams doing well will affect the release of the Winds of Winter, Ryan Holtz. I guess well is relative. I mean, mm-hmm. one one seems semi-promising and one beat a team that is like all year long been considered the biggest fraud team in a long, long time. <laughs> and that's saying something. So... Isn't George R. R. Martin Martin a Jets fan? Yeah, he's oh, a Jets fun. particular, oh, but it's God. it's also both. Oh yeah, he he is. He also writes about the Giants too. Okay, he's one of those people. Oh, that, like, he's just a like, New York kinda, football fan. I kind of go back and forth. But yeah, he's definitely Jets primary. I feel like there's a lot of Cubs people who are who will also be like, I don't really care about the White Sox, you know. Yeah, my like, brother I, but, but is a White Sox fan. I can root for them over a yeah. beer, sure. No, exactly. I feel like it doesn't go both ways. I feel like White Sox fans will never, ever root for a Cubs oh, no. team. Yeah. But I feel like Cubs fans will, because it's probably a little more casual, let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> They'll they'll be like, eh, I'll root for the White Sox. I don't care. So, yeah, no, he has anyway, yeah. but Books yeah, not Vikings, <laughs> lol, fucking Vikings. Yeah, dude. All Absolute that just to, just to not advance any farther technically than the Packers. Yeah. And also at home, like shat the bed at home, just like the Packers did. True. Yeah, we both had very similar endings to our season. Oh, and oh my God. uh, As we are recording this, the Dallas Buccaneers game is happening. Holy (laughs) shit. Brett Maher has missed all four of his extra point attempts. (laughs) (laughs) The Vikings are currently winning 24 to zero or the The Cowboys Cowboys, Cowboys are winning 24 to zero. At least they were when I went in the room. And uh, yeah, like, Is there after, like he's missed all. No, no, it's nuts. He's just like making really bad kicks. Um, I need to see like this. You texted it to me and I was about to watch. Last yeah, and then of he, us, so I haven't seen it. And then it, he did but, it again. <laughs> but like at a certain point, it's like, what is going on? I yeah, it's got to be a mental thing, right? They, like, do they have a backup at this point? Get the backup. Most people, in they don't. Oh, no. most people do not have a backup kicker. That's pretty rare. Sometimes the punter kicked in high school, or like a linebacker. Or some yeah, like a just a random in. guy. They're like, yeah, I kicked in high school. I know but even how that, to do it. That's if the uh, kicker gets hurt. Like a, yeah. a right. professional kicker with the yips is always going to be better than some mm-hmm. rando who hasn't kicked in 10 years yeah like, i mean like it, usually what would happen is if a kicker gets hurt they just go for two and then yeah. they have just a guy with a with really strong legs do the kickoff this this would be the most mike mccarthy era cowboys playoffs victory if yeah. they did just absolutely blow out tom brady's buccaneers but with the biggest asterisks with the biggest albatross of yeah no handedly won that what the fuck was up with this one element of the game though are they okay what's going on what's his net worth like he's he's been around for a long time yeah. i think he's been on the cowboys the whole time like jerry jones tends to like he doesn't really know because because greg zerline was on the cowboys at one point oh really i think so i don't remember that damn he's 33 no. That's why I say that. 
So he's he's been in the league for like a decade now. I wonder. He's making a mill. Huh? Yeah, so. career history. He's been on like half of the teams. Uh, yeah, so this is his guys. He's been on like he was on the Cowboys for two years in 2018 and 2019, and then was on a couple other teams and then came back to the Cowboys. He was also on the Cowboys in 2013. <laughs> uh, but he's he's played for the Jets, the Cowboys, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the Ottawa Red Blacks, the Red yeah. Blacks, Canadian um, football, baby, uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats, the Cleveland Browns, the Ottawa Red Blacks again, the Dallas Cowboys again, the New York Jets again, Washington football team in 2020, Houston Texans, Cardinals, Saints, and then Cowboys. But like. There's a couple of years here where he was on multiple teams because he would get cut and signed and cut and signed. And he paints and he paints houses in the summer. This man is a multi-millionaire. This is I, the most extra points ever missed in a game since like the playoff era of the NFL. <laughs> um, before this game this season, he was 50 for 53 on extra points. Yeah. 29 of 32 on field goals. Like basically really automatic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, it, wow. real solid this year. Like oh. this, this is just a weird thing that's happening. Wild. Well, I hope. Uh, what's that player's name again? Brent Mayer, Maher? Brett Maher. Yeah. Brett Maher. We hope Brett Maher is okay. Uh, and Andrew Clark is about to answer. Is Bethesda okay? Is Microsoft okay? Are video games okay, Andrew? I'm going to out myself a little bit and say, I don't know what's going on here. Um, Early in the week, we've been talking about like, um, hey, kind of everyone in games media is saying this is going to be a big year for video games. What what games are coming out? Are there games coming out? It doesn't seem like there are games coming out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like the beginning of the year is never huge for video games, right? Right. It's it's kind of more of a mid to late year Mm -hmm. release schedule. Okay. I don't know. Um, I mean, is Bethesda okay? No. No. <laughs> like Fallout 76 isn't very good. Um, is Microsoft okay? I don't know. <laughs> their Activision uh acquis their Activision acquisition might not happen. I... Um are video games okay? I don't know. Maybe not. We might not need video games anymore because we can just have TV shows. Right. <laughs> I will have to introduce myself. Uh, hi, I'm Lucas DeRider. Um, we're not in the Matrix. I'll fight anyone uh, who says that we are. Uh, fuck you, celebrities. Um, also, uh, I, I, I'm in the process of moving in uh, with my girlfriend, Maria. Hi, Maria. This is a fantastic time. Life-changing uh, experience for me. About to enter a new era. Um, already hit a little bit of a snag, though. Uh, already having a little bit of anxiety with this process. She does not like that I've brought nunchucks into her household. And like, if she doesn't like nunchucks, I don't know how much she can like me. Um, if she doesn't like nunchucks. How is she going to feel about the samurai sword? <laughs> the sword is clear. If the sword like... is cool, but the nunchucks not so much. Yes. If the nunchucks and the sword aren't cool, just wait till she finds the double barrel shotgun in the closet. <laughs> That's a callback inside joke. Ah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, are nunchucks legal in California? They might not be. Oh my! What? Uh, I was yeah. gonna say, is, is it because she's weirded out by like the strange legal ramifications, or is she just I don't know? 
super weird about oh, it. Fuck. Oh, oh shit. Oh fuck. Guys. No, they are, it oh, says no. they are no longer illegal. Okay. Effective January 1st, 2022, Senate Bill 827. Okay. Also, Lucas, question. Yes. Does she not want them there because she's like afraid of them because they're a weapon and like they don't make her comfortable? Or does she not want them there because she knows that nunchucks are fucking lame? So specifically, <laughs> specifically, Brush that her off. big issue is going to be uh, that she will be really upset if I ever break something of hers while using uh my nunchucks well which, Lucas, she doesn't like, understand babe, yeah no i'm they're not a toy they're a toy you don't play with nunchucks you train with them yeah <laughs> they're to defend yourself your property and your loved ones they are specifically to intimidate attackers to avoid con- <laughs> they're pacifistic <laughs> they're the most pacifistic weapon dude, i don't know dude if i find if i am someone who burgles homes and i find someone who has nunchucks i'm targeting their house oh my God, I mean, look, I I feel like she's jumping the gun on the anger a little bit, and also I'm just gonna throw it out there: if I had a partner yeah. who had this dangerous thing, and I said, "Hey, I'm not really comfortable with it because I worry that you might break something if you use them," and they go, "No, don't worry, it's fine," and then they break that thing. I think I would be so smugly satisfied <laughs> that I wouldn't even be angry anymore. I'd just be like, ah, <laughs> like, so I win? Like, I, I like, this is it? Like, our, I, I can't remember what it was in sports where, like, um, oh, it was, uh, oh, what rivalry was it? Fuck. Was it LSU-Bama? I'm trying to remember. There was, like, a rivalry that basically ended because it was just, like, <laughs> that's it like it'll never be there's no comeback you know like it's over you've you have now won the rivalry like yeah no it's over you have won the relationship there there can be no more disagreements like you were this correct about this thing i it's yeah it's kind of like the packers bears rivalry where sure the packers are probably about to enter a bad couple of years and the bears might be on the upswing but it would have to be generations of mismanagement to get that record close again. Oh no yeah. the the record is like the Packers are up by what two? Now? Really? Yeah the the Packers yeah. crossed the threshold of games. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Packers crossed the threshold. Against the Bears. Oh, against yeah. the Bears yeah. all time, we might yeah. have a little bit more, but it's still not that. Bad. Oh, yeah, the, okay. I mean, like I, I was, was like we was were like around 40. when that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, what's, there was like the 40 years of the Packers being really bad. Yeah. And the yeah. Bears being pretty decent to really good during that we're, period. We're, we're 10 games up in the all-time series. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, like four games up on like all-time wins. We got, I mean, we got a big Super Bowl lead, which we'll always have. Yeah. We beat them in the NFC Championship game, which is as far as the rivalry can go, like the most important game that the rivalry can have essentially because we can never meet the super bowl so mm. yeah i think we, right. we, we, we we were locked and loaded not impossible though uh yeah it, it's it's like the uh it's like the american uh britain rivalry <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it went on for a while but you know what it, it's not there anymore yeah Amer- america kind of won they kind of settled that disagreement but it kind of wrapped around a little I mean, bit, and now Britain was forced to be like, "No, wait, we're friends now." 
I Bears fans haven't gotten that beaten down where they're like, hey, Packers fans, like we're just happy we're in the same division yeah. as you. <laughs> Can I like root for you like to win? Is that acceptable? Oh, like the dumbasses that are like, yeah, no, I fucking hate Ohio State and Michigan, but I'll always root for them in the for the Big Ten. Yeah, like, no, for the sake the of the Big Ten, no. dude, like, I, do not. Michigan, I don't really have any negative opinions of necessarily, but I will fucking die before I root for Ohio State. Like, yeah. I don't give a shit about the Big I, Ten when it comes to that. <laughs> someone's no, dad a couple of years ago like when i was in high school like i was over at their house and her dad was like cheering for ohio state you know like huge badger fan but they're like ohio state's winning like prestige for the big 10 and like shut the- what yeah <laughs> what As uh, if- prestige for the nfc north i really want the vikings to win the super bowl right as if a recruit is going to look at Wisconsin and be like, oh, yeah, Ohio State won the national championship. Three I'll go years to Wisconsin. Ago. I should go to this other school that's completely unrelated and gets fucking spanked by them all the time. Like, what? The you... dumbest argument ever. No, dude, I think Ohio State's really hot and I'd love to get fucked by Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Same how I can energy. make I love to get fucked. No. Oh no. SEO, SEO. They know what you mean. Ohio. Doesn't matter how many asterisks you add, they know what it means. <laughs> uh, anyway, this is a long way of saying I, I think we ended up saying uh by this that um uh liking or disliking nunchucks is liking is like liking or disliking the big 10 right is that the message is that the uh what we're learning from I, this uh, yeah, fable yeah, you nailed it okay yeah so there's a lot to talk about on the news i didn't read wait this wait, yet, wait wait wait, but... wait wait in the planning document you said we're not in the matrix and i'll fight anyone who says we are it's the Andrew Tate thing right is that what you're talking I mean, about? Andrew Tate and then also a lot of other uh, celebrities, uh, pseudo-celebrities kind of also got in on that. It, it popped off for a minute, right? I'm out of this. I don't know anything about this. So, you know what? No, I'll, you put in the planning document. I'll let you take it. Sorry, <laughs> Lucas. Um, yeah, just exactly that. Uh, Andrew Tate, a lot of other people in the manosphere seemingly genuinely believe that we're in the matrix uh elon musk also being a big proponent of this idea maybe through an irony veil but also in a way that's like haha jk unless so it's weird it's a weird thing for a lot of rich people to believe andrew you are desperate to comment here go for it yeah i mean like the the weirdest thing isn't so much that like these people are saying we're in the matrix right because we are yeah don't do this shit no no No, we're in a simulation no oh my god okay you know what no here podcast ended folks there you have it (laughs) we're in a simulation but that doesn't mean shit and anyone who uses it to explain their bad behavior and tries to use it as like an excuse no, no, no. is they're, a horrible person. They're they're not using it as an excuse. And, you know, Lucas said it like seemingly genuinely like I'm going to go out on a limb and say that these people don't actually believe we're in the Matrix. Right. But they're not, they're not using it as a metaphor. That's the weird thing about it is they yes. are saying it 
literally not like we're in the matrix like the woke mind virus is going after you or some other right-wing nonsense like that their whole thing is we are in the matrix this is a simulation and as part of that simulation the feminists and probably the jews are the the matrix overlords that are trying to control Mm. us and that we have to break out of the simulation by red pilling ourselves, right? Liter- literally, right? By by being a man, men's rights activist, or that'll whatever. that'll get you out of the yeah. simulation. Yeah, like, if literally, we, if, if you they will believe, literally uh, go into another plane of existence. Yeah, if they believe in themselves and and you know the manosphere, as Lucas called it, uh, hard enough, they will break out of the simulation yeah. and into the promised land. So why is Andrew Tate here? <laughs> Andrew because Tate believes it, in the manosphere pretty hard. Why yeah, is he still because here? because he is Morpheus, and that is a thing he said multiple times. <laughs> he said, "I am Morpheus," literally. And again, the first time I heard about Andrew Tate was on a Danny Gonzalez video <laughs> where he just made fun of him, and he said, How? "Oh no!" And just and now, many people are saying, "Andrew, you're." You're saying you're Morpheus. Why aren't you Neo? Neo's the one that does all the cool kung fu moves and has the cool hair or something like that. It's like, I'm Morpheus because I'm here to lead you out of the Matrix and and shit like that. How does Andrew Tate feel about the fact that apparently his entire fucking mythology was invented by trans women? I I was about to say, Andrew Tate's out here like... I'm not the dude who like takes a fistful of estrogen to get out of the matrix. I'm giving fistfuls of estrogen to people. Yeah, this no, feels I... like Calvin Candy and how he loves fucking uh, Uncle Tom's cabin. And, and it's just like, wait a second, <laughs> Monsieur Candy, you do happen to know something about that person, right? Like, yes, no, maybe. Um, I thought, he liked, I, I thought he liked I thought he liked the Three Musketeers, wasn't that? Oh, is it Three Musketeers? Oh, yeah, 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 sorry, yeah, that, yeah. that's me misremembering. But yes, no, is, yeah, no, that's fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, same thing. Black no, Hawk it's Hawk. actually much better because yeah, Uncle Tom's Cabin would have a weird double thing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but yeah, no, no it, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. That sounds yeah, like just it, it Nazism, and then they decided, what if we? But we are in a simulation, though. So I came across an account called like the Skeptical Muslim on Twitter. This is the kind of shit. This is the kind of shit that Elon Musk is pushing now. Um, oh my God. And it is an anti-feminist mu- through a Muslim lens account. And oh. a lot of it is just focused on Andrew Tate being legitimate, which is so funny because he was like, we got to do this because Allah wants us to do this. And like, you know, this is haram. You can't do that. Also, we are living in the matrix. Our reality is shaped <laughs> by a computer system. Yeah. Wait, hold like, on. You're, you're, <laughs> where does Allah fit into all of this? I don't, and your mythology said, is beyond confusing. Yeah, Cause then the thing he said, I believe that Andrew Tate's uh, involvement in pornography is reprehensible, but the, the Matrix's attempts to assassinate him both in character and phys- in his physical form, because, you know, now they're saying that they're going to try to kill Andrew Tate to silence him. And he's like, is the big story here? And the feminists are trying to get blah, 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 blah. And like, this is such a weird so thing that I'm seeing right now. Like, 
is because a lot of uh, a lot of white ring ra- uh, right wing radicals today like are very staunchly uh anti anti-christian uh hardcore like the most annoying kind of atheist is this is the next step of this rhetoric like yeah do extreme shit and then if you die for it you wake up in the actual reality and you're gonna get fucking laid there and it's gonna be sick and like (laughs) yeah no heaven is just reality but that's not what we're in right now they have to reinvent heaven because they got a lot of people on board for this particular brand of fucking insufferable dangerous dude by getting them off of religion someone just found 50 percent of the plot of 1899 <laughs> oh my god what if it's that like when you die you go to reality and then you'll die again and go to heaven like they're that christianity is still real but we're not in earth <laughs> we're in a simulation <laughs> and our bodies are in this other alternate reality no. that we need to get back to so we can eventually die and go to real heaven. No, that you you die in the matrix and you wake okay. up in reality and you get right. there and then they're like, "Oh my god, so like this is heaven." They're like, "No, this is reality." And they're like, "Oh, yeah. what's what's after this? Like a, eternal everlasting life?" And it's like, "No, we actually proved it scientifically. Yeah. There is no afterlife." You like, "Wait, so I'm not going to live forever here?" Like, "No, you got like 50 years." Yeah. And you still have to get a job. It's very similar to the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, it's actually pretty much exactly the same, except for there's no woke feminists, blah, 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 blah. Like, but otherwise, yeah, no, like, billionaires still have their boot on your throat, and your <laughs> cops are roaming amok, murdering people. Like, it, pretty similar, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, but we and like then, that. <laughs> yeah, and when you die, uh, yeah, you you cease to exist. Your, your, concep- your conception of time passes much in the same way that it did before you were born, and you just uh, don't... You're not there for it, and it's okay. <laughs> we thought for a minute that the number of Afuentes you had correlated to the amount of time you existed in some kind of afterlife. We just miscarried a number there. That is bogus. That is not how this works. Yeah. Uh, no, no. You, you arrive in this reality, and we thought like, oh, the people who served best in the Matrix will have the best life in this reality. Um, surprising amount of people kill themselves right after they get into this reality. <laughs> don't know what that's all about yeah it's like 40 percent. yeah it's really really high i don't know why this is such a great place you'd think they'd stick around the one thing that we have uh you know thought of as a possibility is that instead of an afterlife you can wake up on a beach surrounded by all the people that you've killed and then a boat (laughs) shows up it makes you realize that you're going to hell yeah. Um, hell is real. Heaven's oh, hell's that. very real. Yeah. yeah, you you get your gift uh, for having lived. They a good put life. you back in the <laughs> matrix <laughs> forever. If you're really bad, they just put you back in the yeah. matrix. You... Your your gift for living a good life is ceasing to exist. That is a privilege. Like death is a gift, a la J.R. Tolkien. Like this is good. You'll want it in comparison to the alternative. Buddy, hell is just doing this forever. <laughs> Buckle up. Yeah. No, that shit's dumb. That shit's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Yeah. We are in a simulation, you guys. I'm not fucking around. <laughs> no. I'm not fucking around. Uh, we are. You're one are of those you... people that are like, here's a thing that could conceptually exist. You can't prove that it didn't happen. You... No, it's you're... just logically, literally, a com- and I want someone to prove me wrong on this. 
but I've never heard a good counter argument against it. But like, and, and like, obviously this has been explored in like existential shit, including like cartoons and stuff. So sure. You can be like, (laughs) Morty, but like literally think about it. If, if there exists in this universe, in like some point in space time, it could be billions of years in the future. If there exists a point where we can simulate a universe within our universe, then that means we are almost guaranteed to be in a simulation because now we are creating a universe within our universe. And there is basically a 0% chance that we are on the outside, but it's pointless to even explore that as a thing, but we are in it. Like it's, it just doesn't matter. It makes no change. You shouldn't change how you live. You shouldn't change how you think about the world, except for maybe giving a little perspective and like comfort to the fact that like, like it should be like a comforting nihilism, Mm -hmm. not like a, Oh, I'm going to go fucking red pill some Nazis and it doesn't matter because we're in a simulation anyway. That's a terrible person thing to say, but no, like we, we, if there is the possibility to create a simulation of a universe within our universe, then that means that basically there's an, there's now an infinite mirror universes and there's essentially zero chance that we're on the outside. No, that's horseshit. Like, Because okay, so imagine you're looking at a map of time and space. Yes. And at a certain point, yes, in time, and in yes. a certain point in space, mm-hmm. a simulation is made. Right. Did nothing exist before and outside that like point in time and space? No, no, but in the mirror universes, huh. it would start with the Big Bang. So like we are in that you understand what I'm saying like yeah no I I get what you're saying I'm restarts. saying your logic is flawed because is it? it's still just a flat point in time and space first of all we can bring Michael into this space time is not a flat timeline the way no, that I'm, we you're look talking at it. about like the singular like the idea of a simulation that's a yes. thing that exists in a point in time and space yes there's still ex- like. The universe is still outside of that simulation. You're talking about something that's in like a GPU on a computer. That's the simulation. I don't think you, I think you're getting really into like the mechanics. I'm, I'm talking about, don't, don't think about GPUs and computers. I'm talking about, you can get into quantum shit with this. Like if there is a simulated artificial universe within a universe, that means that now there are infinite because that yeah, simulated but, one is exactly identical to the first one. But if we're one. talking about quantum physics, then there yeah. are, are already an infinite number of universes, and we're in only one of those infinite number of universes. So why the fuck would we be in the simulation? <laughs> I'm not talking about... Qua- and once again, you're thinking about one simulation. This instant, the absolute instant that a uh universe is talking about within simulations universe, within a simulation there's suddenly going to be an get infinite, to the point where it makes a simulation yeah, yes an infinite I get, mirror effect i yes. get what you're saying but that's still contained within a single point in time and space right because all of those simulations but exist it, but, and you're, and you're making this little tiny box but now the you universe think is big box. you don't you don't you're not talking about scale scale no, but is we're crazy it, it, andrew it's, it's like hard the, for us to understand Andrew, it's, it's like that. the car engine episode of Rick and Morty. No, yeah. stop bringing up Rick and Morty. That's the no, focus but point. It's, yeah, also- exactly. You're like, it's this tiny little point within the universe. It's like, no, now there is a new infinite space in that tiny little point and another infinite space in that tiny point, another infinite space in that tiny point forever. 
So the odds that we are literally an infinite number of universes in that case that exist outside of the simulation. Unless that's also a simulation. Right. That's what I'm saying. Lucas knows. (laughs) But again, you're just saying, you're just saying, yeah, man, but like, what if we're in a simulation? Like, well, okay, but here's why we might not be. Yeah, but I mean. But we might be, and so we are, because you can't no, no, prove that we aren't. I mean, Luke, Ryan, the most anti-religion guy on the it's podcast. It's not a religion. Is, like it's, is, is just saying, is... yeah, but like the second that this is possible, it has to be true. Yes. No. How? Lots of <laughs> things are possible. This doesn't no, mean but they it's not are possible, true. Like when you're talking about like, uh, when you're talking about, yeah, like down to a universe, we're talking about infinity Infinity creates some fucked up shit where like, yeah, the second that something is possible, it does exist, essentially. Like the second that physics allows something to be possible, it is it exists. That that is I'm super dumbing it down and everything like that, but that is how it works, essentially. Uh, and so when you think about and and you're saying, like, oh, what about all the stuff that happened in the past? Okay, now we're talking about infinity. How many intelligent life species out there are right now? Odds are it's already happened a lot. Like that <laughs> some intelligent life force has started a simulation of a universe within our current universe that we live in. Like you could argue, you know, like seconds after the big bang, somehow there was intelligent life created it's that then good. did it. Like, you know, like it, it's, it's, it's one of those things. I, um, really I, I recently joke. <laughs> <laughs> I recently finished a sci-fi book that, dealt with you know the idea of parallel universes but like in a really like weird offhand way and i enjoyed it because it was kind of original but like it kind of ended with like the explanation being infinity is a made-up concept and it doesn't make any sense and it was just like convenient so everything has to have a beginning and end and that's how they explain all the like the dumb made-up physics in the story. I'm like, wait, oh. hold on. <laughs> what? I was like, wait, it's the opposite. That's the point of infinity. And why we yeah. can't wrap our heads and, around it is because it doesn't have a beginning yeah. and an end. And and the way they explained it was like, and again, it, this didn't make any sense. Like, like, wait, what do you mean? Like, of course everything goes on forever. Like, we understand that from physics. Like, well, well, let me explain this to you. Take one. Okay, one. Now add one. What do you get? Two. Now right. subtract one, you get one. Like now do that, you know, a hundred times. What do you have? Well, you either have two or one. Like, yeah, now do it infinity times. What do you have? Like, oh, I see where you're coming from. Oh, no, it's, <laughs> no, I don't. It's still <laughs> either one or two. It's what? It just it just ended the <laughs> the explanation. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you get it, right? And like winks at you, and it's like, no, but that's okay. I guess I'll just keep reading. No. Also, you brought up the multiverse, and the multiverse fits because it's all the multiverse is doing is just kicking the can down the road. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, now someone can create a simulation of the multiverse, of every universe that has ever existed as well. And yeah, now you have infinite layers of multiverses. You know, we're not in the one on the outside, essentially. Glass onion, you know. Andrew, j- just watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part oh 5. Get <laughs> through most of the season and to the part where the main bad guy is trapped in a time loop of him realizing he's trapped in a time loop. And it'll all make sense. It'll all just snap into place. I promise. <laughs> when I get stressed out, I watch, lexer- I watch lectures on quantum physics. <laughs> Because it calms me down. 
it puts like optimistic nihilism like you're no no i just i just like learning stuff and like when i learned about physics in college and stuff it was stressful because i was i had to understand it to the point where i could take a test on it it's okay when i watch shit on youtube if i don't fully understand any of it like i can take their word for some stuff and then just follow along with the next portion of it well, it's like the origins of therapy. Like the whole, that's where we get the term shrink from is essentially like shrinking the ego, like making it so that you're not feeling like you're the center of the universe and everything that you do has vital importance. And if you fuck up, it's literally the end of the world. Like oh, it's, no, it's I... putting things into perspective and like, oh, wait, you know, like I'm a piece and it's okay if things go wrong for a second. Oh, but... I don't, I don't get any of that. I just like space and... <laughs> I think it's cool and I like learning about stuff that I don't know a whole lot about. So yeah. a lot of people like are really perturbed by like the pale blue dot thing and like Carl Sagan zooming out from like, here's us. No, to, I, like, think, I think we're that's so awesome. fucking insignificant. And I'm like, no, that makes me feel comforted. Like that makes me feel like, all right, like calm down. It'll be fine. You know, exactly. We are insignificant. That's why who gives a shit if I have nunchucks or not? <laughs> I agree. I firmly agree. Also, Lucas started this document with we're not in the Matrix and I'll fight anyone who says we are. And now seems like he's at least open to the yeah, idea no, like, that we are uh, definitely in a simulation. You know, yeah, Ryan just said we're in the Matrix and Lucas no, said, well, yeah, that okay. makes sense. Hold on. No, no, no. Okay. We're not in the Matrix. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Are we in a, are we in a computer, which is a dumb way to look at it, simulation? almost certainly i'm not i'm you're not a battery right now listener (laughs) world no one no sentient person no human being is a battery right now the term matrix has been co-opted by disingenuous people looking to have their horrible behavior excused under the guise of you want to? It doesn't actually really matter because this isn't even real. There has can't... to be. There has to be some sort of like simulation or like new world order mythology they can get behind that isn't made by the people that they think shouldn't be alive. Like, do do you want to really scare them? Because the main thing with the whole battery stuff is that human beings with our current biology cannot be a battery. Mm-hmm. Like it's so woefully inefficient that essentially we will never create more energy then we take in like that's just not how our physiology works so if we are in the matrix and this is a simulation if you got out you wouldn't be a human you'd be something else (laughs) you would would be completely unrecognizable and your psychology probably wouldn't line up with this form that you're currently in and you'd probably go crazy and want to kill yourself which (laughs) Which yeah. might not even be a thing you can do. Yeah, you know, you might be on physically you are. incapable of A, dying, and B, killing yourself. <laughs> like, oh, th- this might be a, the most tortured existence you can possibly imagine. You don't know what's out there, but you're definitely not going to be a human being as we currently are. Uh, boy, I was talking to Andrew earlier, and there's some uh, shit that might be coming up in Chainsaw Man that's a similar existential horror to that. Um Nice. Now we're jumping around the dock. Uh, no, don't let anyone use a novel, quirky sci-fi concept from a series of movies that average out to like eh, one and a half, two, uh, two out of four. Not bad. Batten 500. Don't let them use uh, so that. So unfair to, uh, to the first Matrix. Actions. 
It, it is. Yeah, the first really Matrix good. is so good. Just ignore the other two. It's fine. Like other three. There's four Matrix. <laughs> oh, that's right. They made the remake. I never. I didn't hear much about I it. I heard it was bad. I enjoyed yeah. it. Okay, there you go. Yeah. The first Matrix is. It is a really good movie. Unbelievable. <laughs> Cut it. If you just stop, you're good. You're so good. Like this. This is and Andrew's gonna really fight it. But that's that's the Westworld of movies. Like. Watch season one of Westworld. That's a perfect limited series, mm. baby. You don't need no more. <laughs> it, you know what? I, I would disagree with you, Ryan, but I haven't seen... I don't know if I've seen the two other Matrix movies, which made it weird that I've seen the fourth one, probably. Yeah. But yeah. I liked it. I don't have any idea what the fuck was going on, but I did like it. But you know, oh, come what? on. That's a Lucas. That's a Lucasism. If I've ever heard one, <laughs> here's a very strong opinion I have on a thing that I have no experience with. I, as somebody who is a fan of wild media, wild storylines, maybe you should watch them. Probably. Watch him as a triple feature, and you will <laughs> you will think some things. Yeah, this is coming from a guy who hasn't even seen the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Watch the Matrix trilogy first, but maybe before you see Lord of the Rings. But maybe if the high point of goofiness in that movie franchise is Keanu Reeves unironically saying, "I need to know kung fu." I know, that's in the first through. one. Yeah, that's the first that's one. The fr- Maybe that's, that's okay. That being the peak. Maybe that's, that's not fine. the peak, bro. No. That's so not the peak. Oh What's my the god, peak of goofy. I, I'm saying it's okay if that's like as goofy as that series gets. Oh, oh, I see. Oh. Yes. Yeah, in the no, first that movie. would be great like, if, if that's, that's a, as goofy the, as it know, gets. Okay, Fair. that's everywhere. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Like, oh, we're kind of winking and nodding at the fact that like we had to set this up to make this possible, and it's fun. I, I, I see what you mean now, and I totally agree. Yes. yes, we can cut the more insane goofiness that keeps coming. Um, Speaking of insane goofiness and terrible men, uh, I didn't put this in the planning doc, but everyone's talking about it. We should probably have thoughts. Uh, Justin Roiland is going to enter trial soon for um some domestic assault charges that apparently had been kept under wraps for... Two years. Um, that's awful. He's awful. If I mean, we really want more details to emerge about this, but man, this is fucked up. Yeah. Has there been any development since it was basically like announced? Like, has no. any anyone made any statements? I, I I don't believe so. I believe the um. Uh, his accuser is still uh, under Jane Doe. Um, I, his people haven't said anything. His people, uh, every article I read is noting that they reached out to Justin Roiland's uh, people, his legal team, and did not receive a response. So, yeah, they're being very non-communicative. I see one. It says from his attorney, it is hard to overstate how inaccurate the recent media coverage of the situation has been. To be clear, not only is Justin innocent, but we also have every expectation that this matter is on course to be dismissed once the DA's office has completed its methodological review of the evidence, methodical review of the evidence. We look forward to clearing Justin's name and helping him move forward as swiftly as possible. They, th- That's not true. Like They, they right. would need to go to trial to clear his name because, mm-hmm. yeah, if... If the DA just drops the charges arbitrarily, everyone's going to be like, what the fuck just 
happened. I mean, like, I mean, in the legal system, the DAs can drop charges. Oh, or I like, know. Be, like if there's insufficient evidence. Right. They um, can also drop charges because, yeah, they don't think they're going to win. And they put it out. And that happens all the time in like yeah. rape and domestic violence cases. Yeah, even though like, there is plenty of evidence. But they just think, I don't think we're going to win. And we need to keep our conviction rate high. This is also... Yeah. I mean, this is also the kind, yeah, the type of lawsuit, the type of crime where pretty much everyone in America knows how bad the American legal system is about addressing these types of crimes. <laughs> that 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 sexism, uh, that favoritism toward men is so rampant in our country that. For this ever to be cleared in the court of public opinion, you do want all the details out there. I, I'm i not a lawyer. I can kind of understand why they wouldn't say a lot up until, up until the trial actually happens. But I don't know. The damage being done to Justin Roiland's reputation, to his career, to his projects is of such an extreme that I, I feel like you do more than this. I don't know. It, I, Rick and Morty might not be a thing anymore. I don't know if I can watch Rick and Morty anymore. Andrew might be dying a little bit. <laughs> Very broken up about this. That drink really came back to get him. <laughs> yeah. Oof. No, there are there are people close to him too that are also coming forward. But like everyone knew that Justin Roiland was like right the quirky kind of problematic. You know. Like yeah. the like, haha, lol jokes. I'm what's his name from Suicide Squad? Um Deadpool. No, no, no. Um <laughs> Harley Quinn. No, the director. Uh, the James Gunn. James Gunn, yeah. I'm oh, James yeah. Gunn. Haha. <clears throat> I make off color jokes because I'm edgy. Like I, Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm I'm not gonna claim this uh, comparison, but it. Yeah, Rick and Morty as a project definitely felt like that it was Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon balancing out the other's most problematic elements. And yeah, this is... God, uh, I, I don't know. I hate on some level that my immediate response to this was, oh yeah, I can totally see Justin Roiland having done something like this. Right. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, but also, like, Dan Harmon in the recent years seems to have really come back from that stuff. Right. And Justin Roiland is really not. Like, mm-hmm. he's very much still kind of kept on keeping on, like, posting, do, doing the same shit that he was always doing. Like, whereas right. Dan Harmon's just, like, posts about woodworking and, like, keeps getting quietly, like, put on more and more projects because more and more people want to work with him now. Like. Mm-hmm. It's, now that he's they seem like they're going in opposite directions yeah it seems like he's he's kind of settled down and you know say what you will about the origins of their relationship but you know his new partner is definitely like seems like that's the real thing you know like it's just kind of one of those things and also justin's significantly younger than dan so like right. it would make more sense that dan would be like holy shit i'm 40 i need to <laughs> need to really put a fucking leash on this thing like I got to stop tweeting. I got to get out of here. <laughs> Literally, he quit Twitter when the quitting was good before all the shit went down. Although Justin Roiland's 42. Holy fuck. 
Yeah, Dan Harmon's got to be like in his late fifties, right? Yeah, Dan Harmon's like fifty-five, I think. Mm. He is. No, he's only fifty. Jesus, he looks bad. Oh, sorry, Dan. Oh. <laughs> Dan. I mean, it's because of the gray hair, but yeah. I, Oof, alcoholism, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's a rough. rough fifty. Yeah. God damn. I. Mm, uh, yeah, this is definitely going to be something that we and a lot of other people are going to be talking about for. However long it takes for all of this to play out, both in the courts and in the public eye. Um, Fuck. Justin Roiland's latest game, High on Life, is widely popular. Like, it's... He he is successful. He is, like... I don't know. He is going to be... If all things seem to be as they are reported, he is going to be the latest terrible successful man in hollywood to be taken down and uh, let's see how this plays out i guess yeah no just because i don't want to have had shitty things happen to a human being i hope that there is some fucking magic weird evidence of like 100 no this was all made up and bullshit charges and the accuser comes out and apologizes and i don't know says that i had a an attack of mental delusion, like, you know, but of course that's not how it's going to happen. The de- Like they're either going to A, settle out of court and no one will ever know. And we'll know of course that, mm. Mm. or B like, yeah, it, the DA is just going to fucking drop the charges and uh, yeah, I, nothing moves forward. I'm currently watching the previous season of uh Curb Your Enthusiasm with my partner and the running storyline in that is Larry David, by being the least woke man in the world, creating situations for himself where people think he is sexually harassing them. Mm. And yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's the thing that can happen in right. reality. Actually, that's the joke. Of Makes for great TV. Episode. Yeah. But... The joke of the episode is how stupid these men sound when yes. they say, no, I'm totally innocent. I did nothing wrong. Like, that's the bit what that Larry David is poking yeah, fun at. I was wearing at. a MAGA hat to get out of having lunch with people. Right. It's um, it's the Eminem, the what? What? You trip fell, landed on his dick? Like, it's not it's not how it works. Like, that's the joke. That's the bit. And yeah. yeah. And that, in a large way, that's why Dan Harmon has been allowed to, like, grow and continue from his Me Too. Like, is that, yeah, he was like, wow, yeah, I was a fucking absolutely terrible person and i apologize for everything that i did and i know i will never make up for it but all i want to do is make this right and i have taken every step to make this right and all this stuff like that and yeah guess what like not that the accuser gets to just be like oh all is forgiven but yeah that's essentially what happened like so all right speaking of culture speaking of culture uh in writing for dazed digital uh yuseli i can't pronounce your last name i'm terribly sorry um writes about how militaries may or may not be using e-girls to recruit gen z they are yeah it's an interesting take but also maybe takes people at their ward more than it should and ignores past online sex work influencer trends I don't know if you guys but, saw this article. This popped up. But there up were on... people that were posting on official U.S. military, like social media outlets. 
like e-girls. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, yeah, there are definitely some people that are probably hopping on the trend and being right. like, oh, haha, look, I'm a military girl. Like, don't you want to subscribe to my only stuff like that? But there are also <laughs> e-girls similar to like Twitch streamers, gamer bro Twitch streamers who are on official U.S. military social media platforms. Yeah, I mean... Saying, hey, join the fucking U.S. military. That's I mean, remember, the, the U.S. Army right. had a Twitch account for a little bit until they basically got bullied off. Well, but that... Yeah, that's a separate... Yes. But yeah, that also existed. No, I've, I've... I'm trying to remember what it was. Fuck. There was someone who, yeah, was recruited to be on official U.S. military social media channels to say, I... join the military. But and like I, I kind of how understand how that's weird. Like how, man, why are attractive women using anime aesthetics trying to get people to join the U.S. military? <laughs> but then also, like the U.S. military has always used hot women as recruiting tools. I mean, yeah, dude. Like it, we're talking about the most powerful military force in the world. They have the budget to do anything that they want. They can just throw things at the wall and maybe something will stick. I mean, these are the motherfuckers that wanted to see if ghosts were real yeah. and <laughs> then like kidnapped people and like brainwashed them with LSD. <laughs> these oh, yeah. these people can and will do anything. And if and if this e-girl thing crashed and burned, which I don't think it's going to, <laughs> then, oh, well, it doesn't matter. They have infinite money. Yeah, they literally, that's the funny part is, yeah, they can fuck around with shit like this. Yeah. And it doesn't matter at all yeah. to their bottom line. Like I, they, this is, it would be such an insignificant amount of money for them to like create this type of thing. It would take I, zero seconds. Remember, I mean, like, I wouldn't be surprised if, the United States military has experimented with chemicals that they could launch in a missile that would turn a population gay so that they could no longer produce fighting men. (laughs) Everything's explorable. And in this age of social media, you can very easily like just throw something on the internet and see what the response is. Also, I'm going to say it. There's no chance in hell. The United States military has not at one point, tried to bring people back from the dead to make a zombie <laughs> army there's no way they didn't at least explore there's that. no way it wasn't in a meeting yeah that, like someone said bad pitch here but <laughs> what if what if we just take corpses and yeah. we keep putting them out there yeah this is literally the plot of adventure bros uh <laughs> storyline um what if we put general petraeus on the battlefield in sick armor and makeup and he just raises his arms and all the corpses fucking stand up like they're puppets. The enemy's gonna run away. Like there's so what if we bring back swords? <laughs> Maybe they're better than like guns. Sabers. We don't know. We saw Star Wars and we were like, wait, wait, but you have something there. What if we block here the bullets with metal? <laughs> All right, guys, cheer me out. Our focus testing group really loved our idea of duct taping a knife onto a bat. Or if we take that one step forward, we got a gun taped to a sword. Yeah. You just got a rifle. You can tape a pistol to a sword. That's a rifle now. You're set. Yeah, in a very roundabout way, you reinvented bayonets. (laughs) The opposite. Yeah. It's an opposite. It's a really long sword (laughs) and a really small gun.
Men affix gun. And they all grab their swords and slap the gun on the end. Yeah, it's it's the it's it's Dune. Everyone's yeah. main weapon is a sword, but when their sword runs out of ammo, they pull out their gun. When their arm gets tired, last ditch effort, guys. We can't keep swinging these swords. Put the gun on. I'm all out of sword. We need air support. The choppers are just dropping swords haphazardly from the air. And then someone's like, we're all out. Pulls out the minigun and starts shooting. <laughs> like, Remember, Americans, this is what the U.S. government is doing with their literal infinite money instead of canceling student debt immediately. Right. Yeah. No, like, that's yeah. the funny part about, like, how money isn't real. It's yes. like, basically, the upper limit of money is the U.S. military's budget. Like that is how much money can feasibly exist is how much money the U.S. military spends because anything beyond that is essentially like you're just moving. It's an undefinable amount. Right. Yeah. The U.S. military is the only one that actually spends physical money on goods and services in that amount. Like everything else is just funny money. It's just like a business moving an asset to another part of the business like it's irrelevant the u.s military actually puts hundreds of billions of dollars into rich people's pockets in exchange for goods like that is that's the upward limit of actual currency basically mm -hmm. it's fucking bonkers to think about actually speaking of bonkers I, actually, no, this probably would have been a better transition with the Matrix stuff, but um, an AI Twitch streamer <laughs> was banned for hateful conduct with little explanation, but it did deny the Holocaust last week. I read this article and I was like desperately trying to find the Holocaust thing, and it is so funny. Someone said like, what do you think of the Holocaust? And the AI response was just, I don't know if I believe it. <laughs> just like, shit. I... <laughs> you have access to all of human recorded history. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the Microsoft bot, right? Like, got just became a full blown Nazi. Right. The, the ch Twitter chat bot that they tried to roll out, like, the internet turned it into a Nazi in like a week. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. AI is very good at replicating human speech. And guess what? Human We're... speech is pretty fucked. <laughs> like, yeah, we are really bad. selective with that sample size. Yeah. Maybe it would be better if we woke up from the Matrix as some other sort of intelligent blob. being. Yeah. yeah. Some some gaseous being that doesn't even comprehend in our brains their yeah, physiology. God, now I have the the image of like a dude bro waking up from cryosleep and as a blob and going, Where are my gains, bro? Yeah. Where, where oh, are my shit. gains? Andrew Tate had me literally taking gear. Like <laughs> I, I, my muscles, they're fucking gone. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean genitals aren't necessary for me to be a battery to power the Matrix? Are you telling me I can't fuck, bro? You're telling right. me that's an inefficiency, bro? I'm actually in a hive mind. I don't really have individuality. I'm essentially like a slime form of an ant. I am just a, a small part of a macro organism. <laughs> yeah, I can send basically synapses yeah that's all i'm good for i'm like a neuron i'm actually not really what we would consider an organism oh no i feel a buzzing in what i think of as my human feet it goes through what i think of as my human body and exits what i think of as my human head but i'm not really 
moving or <laughs> existing in the same way I thought. I mean, like, I'm still Topher, but it would be more accurate to say that we are Topher. You know what I mean? Exactly, you know? exactly. No, no, Derek, you're totally right, bro. <laughs> um, A couple other news stories, but uh, we got a lot of media to talk about. Uh, One I'm going to shout out, though, is that... Uh, there's a fantastic article on Defector written by the guy uh, who was behind the Denny's Twitter account becoming unhinged in the best way possible. Um, he was apparently almost picked to be Elon Musk's Twitter voice. Uh, and spoilers for the article. They asked him to emulate Rick and Morty uh, in the interview. <laughs> and during the course of that gig, during the course of applying for that gig, um, he makes it very clear that he only reached out. He only went as far as he did because he was addicted to advanced drugs at the time. Oh, what is like, advanced drugs? You, you know how sometimes people who are really into drugs will specify like the strain. It, right. It, the variety. Like, yeah. Yeah. Black no, tar this heroin. This is yeah. opium, dude. This is white China opium. <laughs> right. No, exactly. <laughs> like that is this the is, level of this drug is organically sourced psilocybin. Yeah. This bro, this isn't cocaine. We're we're talking black Colombian mountain cocaine. Like this is next level shit. There's a woman in the mountains in Peru that grows yeah. this shit just for me. She grows to... the bean. Small batch. <laughs> this is single barrel cocaine. <laughs> you talk to any cocaine sommelier, they will tell you oh, this is the primo <laughs> shit. This is the best. <laughs> and and it, and the 2013 vintage, of course. Like no, yeah. none, of, none of that 2015 swamp year shit. This this is the primo. Yeah. Oh, no, the, the end, weather towards the end of the Obama years, quality yeah. started to fall off. We all know. And it's okay. It's acceptable. They rebounded. The 2018 vintage was a return to form. Yeah. No, you're you are in for what is for all intents and purposes a winery. A dude in an apron has taken you through the tour of where they make the cocaine and he's brought you to the tasting. Mm. And he gives you a little bit and he's instructing you on how to fully experience the different varietals <laughs> of cocaine. He's like, all right, now, if you will, take a small amount and put it in your bottom gums between your lip and teeth, not your top gums, your bottom gums, to give it a slight rub, and afterwards, take a pinch, use the little bit of saliva on your fingers <laughs> to gather the last bit of cocaine and put it in your right nostril. Now, the right nostril leads as a main line to your heart, or your left nostril goes to your lungs. You definitely want to have it go to the heart. Mm, yeah. Now breathe. Yes. <laughs> breathe. Oh, now, I'll go get the Narcan. Yeah. Narcan for cocaine. <laughs> and this Might is as well. Good. That is my favorite it's part about Narcan. <laughs> What's well, my favorite part about Narcan is that like anytime you see an overdose, fucking do it because is no downside essentially. Like yeah. <laughs> it's basically like there's no negative self like health effects. So, like, worst case, you're back at square one. Best case, everything's instantly fixed. So, like, basically, yeah, if you are if you ever see anyone exhibiting symptoms of an overdose, just stab them with Narcan because there is no downside. Like, it's chill. <laughs> so, okay, what what is the physiology of Narcan? Like, what does it do? Is it, I mean, I assume it's not the same as just getting, like, a shot of adrenaline. No, if, it's... Because, oh, like, it, if someone has a different medical emergency... It's not going to help them. 
I assume. But it won't make things worse. Essentially, I think it's like a neurotransmitter inhibitor. (laughs) Like it basically prevents the absorption of further amounts of the drug and stops like the, the impact that it's having on your body instantly for the drugs that it's designed for. But yeah, like it does nothing against other stuff. So literally the result, uh, the Google, when you Google Narcan, the top people ask, what happens if you give Narcan to someone who doesn't need it? Nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Narcan won't have any effect on someone who doesn't need it. Yeah. So it's the greatest thing ever. Like literally. (laughs) So if I took Narcan right now, it wouldn't, it wouldn't even like slow me down for no. a little bit oh it's a, it's a nasal spray like it's really chill <laughs> yeah you can like inject it and shit like that too but like well my septum fucking... isn't deviated anymore <laughs> I, I don't think it's it's not a miracle drug but that's kind of the best part is that it only works in specific circumstances and there's really no downside to ever trying it like dude we are about five years away from the narcan diet where celebrities oh. are talking about like the medicinal qualities of narcan and oh, no. it, yeah dude i can see Oof. it so clearly i wake up in the morning i have myself a cup of black coffee i take my narcan i start to journal <laughs> work <laughs> Living on the sun turned our blood into Narcan. We literally can't OD. That's terrifying. <laughs> I, I've said it before, I think, to Andrew. Is that it's like that bit hit me pretty hard because, yeah, I do think that a lot of reasons that I avoid a lot of that stuff is the negative consequences in a great way. Like, I've never even come close to trying any of those illicit substances because I'm so terrified of the negative consequences. If they were removed, I genuinely would worry about (laughs) falling into that type of pattern because it'd be like, I mean, what's the worst that could happen, right? Yeah. Anyway, if you want to read that fantastic article by a former advanced drug addict, Alan Hansen, um, check it out. Very illuminating, very cutting. Uh, who knows? Maybe if he had got the job, Elon wouldn't have had to have bought Twitter to be a poster on Twitter. <laughs> uh, that ultra verification. Yeah. Is Elon stepped down yet? Is that a thing? No, no. I don't believe so. Nah. Just going to pretend that no one. <laughs> we didn't... That wasn't a poll. What? Fuck is the tweet deleted or is it still up? Oh, no, he, he does up. not have the self-awareness, the self-respect to delete a tweet. Not like I that. I deleted tweets. Well, I'm like tweets. That. <laughs> but no, if it's still up, then I guess, I don't know. It would be funnier if he just quietly deleted it. Um, We got a lot of different stuff to talk about. Uh, I'm curious to hear what uh, whoever wrote Avatar 2 thought about Avatar 2. Wait, what? <laughs> did no one write Avatar 2? Did, like, how did this get in here? What? You, oh, 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 you mean <laughs> wrote as in put it in the planning document. I thought you meant, like, the, the screenwriter of Avatar 2. I, Andrew, I want you to channel the still alive <laughs> spirit of James Cameron and offer your insights into why Avatar 2 needs to exist. What, what do you mean needs to exist? Why the fuck does anything need to exist? Like, it it was a very popular movie that made more money than any other movie ever. Oh, so it's a cash grab. 
it's not That's just not what a, a cash ca- grab is yeah yeah it's you not just a... that much money into a cash grab you yeah, think no, like a cash a garbage... grab would have taken fewer than 12 years to come out yeah it would have been out the next year it would have had a quarter of the budget and half the actors and been like all right fuck it this had double the budget and yeah. basically waited until everyone had forgotten it even existed yeah no, it was it wasn't a cash grab, but it was one of those things where, like, if someone wanted to make it, there would be literally no one standing in their way. Yeah. When James Cameron said, I want to make another Avatar movie, who on earth would tell him, I don't know, man, I don't think it's a good business decision. Great idea. You would not, Lucas. Not a business decision. I think it'd be. Well, then that's what makes the world go around. So yeah. nothing okay, is so... going to stop him. Yeah. Like, and, and also I... Avatar 2 totally fine movie and like yeah. it was it was a great spectacle above average um, movie yeah like it it was fun to watch it, it definitely got my money's worth because that bitch was long <laughs> <laughs> and i still won't get over the fact that they're like filming avatar 2 and 3 concurrently maybe even the fourth one i don't know and they could they could have drawn the movie done point anyway. anywhere yeah. Anywhere. And they <laughs> said, we're still going to make this three and a half hours long. <laughs> does it does it feel long? Does it feel oh, like it yeah. be a more efficient? Oh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't feel long in the way that the Irishman felt long, where it was like, oh, my God, get it over with. It just felt like, how is this still going? I kind of thought we reached a natural ending point an hour and a half ago. I mean, I said this to Ryan. It's called Avatar 2 the way of water water doesn't show up until an hour into the movie and there is still two and a half hours of water yeah there's still a ton of water yeah there is so much water and there <laughs> there is an hour-long prologue basically to this movie that was kind of its own movie right it's just avatar like they, one and a half where yeah, they, they could have just up. added an extra 15 to 30 minutes onto that and that would have been Avatar 2 setting up the next four movies. There's not going to be an hour and a half long Avatar movie. That's that's never going to happen. Yeah, well, well, but you, but, but we know any... three, four, and five are coming. I would be shocked if any of them are less than three yeah. hours. No, it was it was exciting, and like there weren't really any boring points. Like it was always interesting. Um, I know Ryan didn't really care for the characters. I thought they were definitely more interesting than the characters were in the first movie. A lot less I thought it was the shortest movie over three hours that I ever watched. Kind of in contrast to you, I never thought it was really that long. It felt like a regular long movie, not like a holy shit, this is one of the longest movies you'll ever watch in your entire life long movie. So, well, I, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, but like, I it felt like it was long, but like, I didn't feel like I was waiting for it to be done. Like I said, yeah. like it, it, it was super long. That might have been the longest movie I've ever seen, just in terms of runtime. I I didn't like feel like oh let's fucking wrap it up but right. you know it was really long <laughs> there was, was really the long. climax is honest to god 45 minutes yeah like, oh Lucas have you heard about the climax you don't care about no. spoilers no go for it James Cameron in the 1990s is like hey guys I'm gonna make a movie about a boat sinking and it fucking boom like uh, we're in the money like a billion dollars Biggest movie ever. Steven Spielberg sending him like little jokes like, haha, now you're the biggest movie ever. Isn't that crazy? Uh, James Cameron in the aughts is like, hey, guys, I'm going to make a movie about aliens. 
and uh, comes out, boom! Holy shit! This is one of the biggest movie ever. Two million dollars, crazy! It broke all the records. This is insane, guys. I can't even imagine. James Cameron, this is crazy. What are you gonna do next? James Cameron in the in the twenty twenties. Hey guys, I'm gonna make a movie about aliens on a sinking ship. <laughs> comes out, boom! Holy shit! This is one of the biggest movies ever. It's the craziest thing. Ever. He fucking went deep in his bag, baby. He's like. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the Pokemon combo tool thing. Like, what if I take this big <laughs> success and this other and Lucas, your face is upset right now, but you you have never watched a ship sink so dramatically, <laughs> and you have never watched aliens struggle to survive that sinking ship so yeah. hard in your the last 15 minutes. Life. The the ship is sunk. Yeah, no, the ship's going into the like ocean. It's down. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's under a big chunk of that sinking. (laughs) And the aliens are still fighting, baby. Luckily, they know the way of water. They learned the way of water, bro. There's a manta ray that helps you breathe. That was pretty lit. That helped. Yeah, that helped a lot. There's sentient whales. Yeah, that are a really big part of the movie. (laughs) Oh yeah, they can talk. Oh, the whales can talk, Luke. Yeah, whales can talk, and they're sentient. Also, James Cameron will get very angry with you if you call them whales apparently oh is that a thing I yeah he's that. like they're not whales they're ryan what were they called something with a t they're fucking whales i don't know <laughs> <laughs> they're whales they're it was the... like tonku or some shit they're like... the most obvious you know whale thing definitely that's whales existed. no no one was upset there's a about whaling being... sequence james cameron yeah no he, they're, they're harpooning whales. the whales yeah I'm no so exactly confused. no one would be upset if they're like these are clearly whale analogs <laughs> but james cameron Apparently hates it when Big people call mad. them whales. Yeah. Big mad about calling yeah. them whales. As he literally has a Captain Ahab who straps himself into a giant fucking harpoon. Yeah, and he's and Australian. The whale. And he's fucking Australian. He's like, <laughs> ah, we gotta get out of belly so we can blow up. <laughs> and then they only harvest a small part of the giant creature because it's the most valuable dollars. part. I'm... And throw away the rest of it. it oh, no. forever. But not whales. It's definitely not whales. Not even close. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I'm on the wiki right now. Uh, apparently, they're tall. They're called Tolkun. 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 Yeah. Tolkun. That I literally, that doesn't sound familiar to no, me. No, like, that, that, that's what they were called. I remember. Okay, that. good because that doesn't ring a bell at all. Um, like I, those were the whales, and when the whale first got subtitles, I audibly shook. Like I was audibly like, wait. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, we we what? definitely we Ryan and I had the exact same experience of we thought like we missed something. Yeah. Because a character, he he wasn't really learning the way of water for a little bit. And they, <laughs> they speak with sign language underwater because you know they, they can't talk. So they speak with sign language when they're underwater, and he's like, I don't understand. And he like tries to learn it. Flash forward, a whale saves his life. And then he goes to the whale, and he set, does some sign language shit, and then the whale speaks back Wait, to him no. in whale. It's worse, Andrew. Whale saves his life. He's like, wow, thank you, buddy. And the whale kind of goes like, there's no subtitles, no nothing. It just kind of goes, and then it like, he's like, wow, how can I ever repay you? And the whale like looks at his fin, and there's like a harpoon in his fin. Like, he's not talking. He's just going like, you know, eh, he's, that he knows thing? what's going on. He's yeah. indicating. And you're like, oh, it's like a kind of smart animal. That's cool. And he like helps it. He pulls out the harpoon, all that shit. Cool shit. 
bunch of shit happens. Like they're like, don't talk to that whale, blah, blah, blah. Shit's going on in the movie. The next scene, he swims out to the whale and he's like, how's it going, buddy? And the whale goes, not bad. How about you? With subtitles. And it's like, wait, <laughs> they could talk. Wait, they weren't talking. They were gesture. I'm so confused. Yeah. And and then like, and then it was just an accepted thing. Yeah. And then all the whales Moving are there forward. and all the whales talk and all everyone the has their whale friend that they connect yeah. with and talk to. There's like a pregnant uh navi and a pregnant whale and they're like besties they go back years and i'm like i must have missed the scene where they say the whales can talk right because (laughs) i'm talking about that ryan and i both chose the same montage moment to go to the bathroom so angel and jade are both not entirely convinced that they paid close enough to attention to know definitively whether or not they did set up the whales being able to talk so we're just not sure if there was a moment where they briefly said, oh, yeah, our friends, the whales, we talked to them. They're cool. Like, Yeah. And the whales are badasses. Yeah. Whales are like indestructible tanks, but they don't want to fight because they used to fight a lot and they don't like that. And killing is bad no matter what. And so the Navi are like, we have to live by whale law. <laughs> <laughs> and whales think that killing is bad always no matter what. And then one of the whales gets killed <laughs> and then they raise their war party. Like, we're going to go fucking slaughter <laughs> those dudes. Kill the we're going to kill every single one of them. Even the kids. Yeah, because... Uh, one whale died. Yeah, like they killed a whale. Their lives are so much more valuable than ours or theirs. Yeah. Bro, oh shit, you fucked with whales, bro. Right. I don't even want to be near you right now, bro. Well, and my defense was like, Andrew, the Navi have different laws than the whales. And you were like, you're right. And then you thought like five minutes later, you were like, wait, <laughs> there's the whole subplot where they were like, if you talk to that fucking whale, we're going to kick you out because that's how much we respect yeah, whale law. Because that, that whale, whale broke whale law. Yeah. You can't we, be friends with him. We don't talk to that whale, whale, whale because we respect whale law. <laughs> and then they ride with their spears and <laughs> you know, like, we're going to go fucking kill all of we're them. We're going to kill everyone. We don't respect whale law at all. And they do. They do kill <laughs> they do everyone. They kill a lot of people. Like a lot of people. Holy shit, so many humans die in that last climax. Uh, how, also, how many people were on that ship and how dude, many got away? Like two or three hundred. Like, <laughs> like, bro, I think more like a thousand. And like, I don't know how any escaped because there's that moment where all of a sudden all the other side characters fall away and it's just like six people. And like, I feel like all the side characters were brutally executing the humans that tried to swim away. <laughs> like, from the shipwreck, just like picking them off like Japanese submariners in the Pacific <laughs> Theater of World War Two. Just like, nah, fam, we're gunning you down if you're in the water. Uh, also to the audience listening, um, if you're wondering why humans would fuck with whales under any circumstances, especially hyper-intelligent ones, uh, they, uh, they, 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 they have juice. They have brain juice that oh, makes yeah. uh, people yeah. immortal. Stops aging. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's the new unobtainium. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I remember seeing that and like I cackled because I just thought yeah, of the unobtainium. It's like, this costs 40 million a kilo. Yeah, I was and like, that's they never cheap as shit. shit. I was yeah. like, how much supply do they have? That anti-age, literal anti-aging serum is like, 
for and it wasn't this it was like a fucking yeah it like was the, like, a like gallon. lucas you worked at a bank you know the yeah. the fucking things that you put in the suction system and it yep. pulls it up to the teller it was that full of fucking anti-aging juice he's like 40 mil it was like it seems cheap like how how much do you need you know yeah like maybe it's the whole thing maybe even that bro like you're telling me billionaires aren't willing to literally give their entire net worth to be immortal like also what's the the most in a movie with blue cat people the most unrealistic part was that they killed the whales and just took it and we all know they would have just captured them and milked them and farmed their them, brains yeah. yeah and slowly gotten them to like recuperate so they could milk more brain juice i think they yeah. have to kill them to get the brain juice i'm pretty uh, sure that's like it's like core in there oh, it's, it, it's in there it's yeah really it's in there. deep in there i don't know how they discovered it in the first part <laughs> like we don't know shit about things in the ocean on right. our planet, like. you know, there were there was just a, a psycho. They killed the whale, but they killed it for its meat. And he's like rubbing himself with all the whale cuts. And then the next day, like, hey John, Dude. you might be a fucking lunatic, but you look really good today. <laughs> Has anyone ever told you, <laughs> like, you've just been looking great lately? Like, ten years younger. Also, yeah, no. yeah not fountain of youth. This is like stops the you're aging process. In. Yeah. So yeah, like you're still if you look shitty, you're gonna just keep looking the same amount of shitty forever. Yeah. Like you're 60 years old. You hear about this new thing on a planet, you know, 10 years away in flight, and then yeah. you're like, oh, maybe in 15 to 20 years I could get some of that and I'll be <laughs> 80 years old. Uh, uh, maybe I should just die. Question. <laughs> Super quick quick question. Uh, in the original Avatar, the technology that allows literally your mind to be transplanted into a younger body, yes. a different younger body, is that decommissioned in this movie? Oh, no, it's or? very no. much a thing. Oh, yeah. Core plot element. One so then why... I saw the trailer uh, and I was like, oh, Colonel Quatrich is back. That's weird. Nah, he's a he's a they, they made him an Avatar now. He's oh. a... Yeah. He's a blue person, and there's other blue marines that are like, ah, I'm like some kill. other people that I kind of vaguely remember from the first movie. I'm were like, they actually? From, I didn't know they were the from the first the, movie. the very first. I don't know if the other ones were like maybe there in the background, but like the very first guy that has like the weird shitty ponytail, but like is bald on top. Mm. Like with the tattoos, he, he was, was like, from the first Colonel one. Colonel. Like it's me. I'm well, uh, he. He was the bald guy that wore the mech suit that got like slaughtered by all the animals in the first one. <laughs> I was about to a- okay, so under this setup, is there a blue person piloting a mech in this movie? No, no, because uh, they don't no. need to because they're, they're the so same, fucking bad. They're the same size as the mechs. That's the whole they're point. That badass, baby. They don't okay. need no mech. We're going in with like a fucking camo t-shirt and dog tags and a fucking M249 saw in one hand. Yeah. Hell yeah! What if what if the Navi had a gun? That's us. <laughs> the, fun, the funny thing is that when they wake up from their you know cloning process, they have the tattoos. They say like devil. They say like devil, devil dog. dog. <laughs> God damn it! They put them on. Come on, <laughs> yeah. You you know oh, that they were like, oh, see, Colonel Quatrus is gonna wake up. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Fucking Salamander is gonna love this shit. <laughs> Just like one single dick drawing, like somewhere on the body. <laughs> no, he wakes up. He's got know. like a mustache tattooed on him. 
Or even worse, it's the mustache finger tattoo that like girls had in the aughts. Oh. It's just like, what the fuck is this shit? Dude. Oh, no, that movie is endlessly able to make fun of, but like in all reality, you know, worthwhile good. cinematic experience. Yeah, no, Lucas, you're you're gonna get your money's worth. You're gonna have a decent time. It's great to talk about after yeah. the fact. Like James Cameron is a madman. And like when he says like don't call them whales. I believe that guy that he really believes that type of shit. And that's why the movies are this conundrum of like pretty good and unbelievable to look at, but also like, like so got weird. a lot of dumb shit in it. Like, no, Lucas, it's great. You never mind. I was going to say some shit about Kojima and like, I don't know if these guys are comparable. It was going to get but... personal. No, Andrew no, no, I, not, not in a bad, no, not in a bad way. Like, oh. you know, you you understand the like the weird, crazy genius artsy shit that Kojima does. And like James Cameron is, is like kind of on the same path, maybe not as weird, mm, but or as genius. <laughs> <laughs> James Cameron's like, what if we had endless money? <laughs> like that's the, uh, the yeah, James well, Cameron trick. It's the same criticism everyone had of Christopher Nolan for the longest time. It's just like Oh wow, yeah, Christopher Nolan movies look great. Would sure would be nice to have a literal 70 millimeter IMAX camera that is priceless. Like there, there are so few of them in the world that they essentially don't have a cost. Like they are rented by these studios for a rate. They've never really been sold. Like yeah, pretty easy to make a good looking movie. <laughs> you know. I I'm about to swing wildly because that's the only way I think we keep this conversation fair. Uh, I am, I think, like an hour away from the ending of the original Silent Hill. Um, I have some thoughts. The vibes are terrible. I love it. I. It's a feel bad game. It's a feel. It is a look bad game. It is a feel bad game. It is a. I don't think I've ever seen a piece of horror media that's so industrial. I know the Saw movies kind of kind of ran the well dry on just how gross and rusted and like bad manufactured a piece of media can look. Uh Silent Hill is doing it anyway. It is it's just gross. You're in The section that really got me specifically is that you're in a school. There's some spooky stuff happening. There's some, like, child-sized demons running around with knives, jumping on you, stabbing you. And then you go to the other world and imagine a school, but it's, like, 40% barbed wire. Like, that is... Mm. That is the oh, wait, the demons with world. the knives is not the scary world. No, <laughs> they're 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 coming over here for some reason. It seems like they have it pretty great in the scary world, but no, they're coming into our world and causing problems. Um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, the main character in this, Harry Mason, is just a fucking idiot, and uh, the entire plot line is about how he has physically lost his daughter. But it is clear from the get-go that you lost your daughter the second your wife died and you stopped being emotionally available for her. And, like, no judgment on that, but, like, 
Nate, this is a little on you, bro. Um, the thing in this game is to save ammunition is that once you uh, knock over enemies, uh, you can just walk up to them, press X, and then Harry kicks them to finish them off. It's not like a stomping kick. It's like he's Like kicking. a soccer ball kick? Yes, with like his toe. Nice. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Uh, the puzzles are really esoteric. Uh, yeah, I'm unabashedly using a guide to get through this game because... I don't know. There was one puzzle early on where it's like you're flipping uh, like turnstiles in a public transit station, overlapping turnstiles so that you can walk through a corridor unobstructed. And it's it, it's not intuitive in any in any way. These make the RE puzzles famous for being dumb and incomprehensible, look immaculate by comparison. Um, and then I'll just mention, like, they're, they're, they're a really strange choice this game makes, and I have to go back and play more games from the 90s, voice-acted games from the 90s, because maybe this is just normal. Um, they don't voice-act any of the internal dialogue. Like, hmm. the characters oh, are only... subtitles? Yeah. Huh. And, like, there's no filter on, like, a no airiness to a voiceover to indicate that they're speaking internally it's just we're they're not gonna talk now we couldn't get the guy in the booth long enough potentially or we didn't think that this would be an issue it's it's wild this is a strange game i'm really glad i'm playing it um i kind of i kind of want to check out a dragon guard game through emulation a little bit but my copy of the new fire emblem gets here on either the 20th or the 23rd so i don't know i don't know if i'll have time but very much enjoying silent hill i'll I'll get around to playing more of the series uh before too long i hope but that's going to be when i'm not playing fallout 76 uh andrew and i got in this for a while ryan have you checked it out at all <clears throat> yeah i got through i got to level five andrew said you guys yeah didn't <laughs> well no no we, oh, did. we did it just took okay. us a while because we it took us a while to figure out like the uh, mechanics and the menu and shit like that got it yeah it took me like 10 minutes oh how i don't know i fucking i got i i'm also an old woman are we was there a character creation anywhere yes yeah at the at the very start yeah you load in the first thing you see is character. There's like creation. a cutscene, and then it's like you wake up and then you do character creation. Oh, didn't have it, so I guess oh, I'm yeah. just that. That'll yeah. be fun. All right. Uh, the the default like skin that you start out with is an old woman. Yeah, I so remember that. Must that. Be me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I quickly just ran through the vault. Like, didn't really care that much because I was like, whatever. I'm just here to play with my friends. Uh, grabbed supplies, did whatever. Uh, got out like sprinted straight to my objective, talked to the woman on the road. She gave me like a quest to find the overseer. I went to the bar. Yeah. She gave me a quest to like go to this village. I like ran to the village. They were like, oh, there's like a traveler here who's been trying to purify the water. I like purified water. I like did two more quests mm. and I was level five. It literally oh. and 10 minutes tops. And I was just like, oh. All right, we, well, now I'm ready to play online. Both of us did a quest w- where we got to the bar, and she was like, go to the radio tower and play this tape, and we had to walk away to the radio oh, tower. Oh, yeah, that's a side quest. No, I wasn't yeah. doing that shit. I, thought, I was like, I got to get that overseer, baby. Huh. 
Now yeah. we ought to blast some freaks to get to level five. You, nah. you didn't kill a around. single enemy the whole time. Wow. Yeah. What? <laughs> just ran. I don't know. <laughs> I, boy, Ryan, you're missing out because if you liked how guns shot oh, in Fallout no. 4, you're going to like Fallout 76. <laughs> uh, look, Vats is cool. They, they still have the same exact Vats from Fallout 4, right? <laughs> no, Not they right. Don't do that. No. I mean, it, there is vats, but it's just it's <gasps> right, live. But it's real time, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've also haven't. I wasn't able to try. I tried it on a couple of enemies, and then when it didn't work, I just ran. I was like, ah, this this shit's too janky. I'm not I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> so no, I guess I speed ran uh, the PvP mode of or like getting to PvP mode in Fallout 76. I that was fun. Uh, I'm gonna do a criticism sandwich here. Two negative things and a nice thing in the <laughs> That's middle. That's how they do it, right? Yeah. Uh, negative thing number one the bread um boy this game seems kind of uninspired this game she looks like fallout 4 i don't think it, it looks worse than fallout 4. no it yeah. absolutely does it looks like a hybrid of fallout 3 and yeah, they definitely 4. had to lower some of the settings in order yeah. to get the processing power to handle multiple players right he, I, out of the gate i don't know how many characters were like well, we're in Appalachia now, and I'm like, "What well, zero for you?" There, no, there were no characters in the game originally. There was oh, no NPCs. Oh, yeah, the, like, all the NPCs that you interact right. with were added. Yeah, they yeah. were just robots and notes. That, yes, mm-hmm. no, yeah. yeah. Then that I think further contributes to my point is that there is no sense of place in this game. <laughs> like, it's not which sucks about the Fallout games because like. I think all of them through Fallout 4, it was very much like, oh, yeah, this is a fucked up version of California. This is a fucked up version of D.C., of the greater Boston area. And, like, none of that here. This is the woods. Yeah. Um, Nice thing. Seems like the uh, the experience system, seems like the perk system might be interesting here. I, I'm yeah, the curious. cards seem kind of cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. that might be a fun way to mix and match. Um, And then a negative, as I said to Andrew many times. There are there are like four fucking menus in this thing. There are four different menus that you got to navigate through. None of them are intuitive. I'm getting them confused constantly. To quit the game, you don't pull up your main menu. You pull up your map, which I'm counting as a menu. And then you pull up a sub menu from within that menu. And I hate it. You're counting that as a menu. Then same with the other fallout games like you have to press to... start to open no. the map and no it's your touchpad no the touchpad makes you go third person if you hold it if you tap it it brings up your map oh no if you tap it you go third person you must have gotten a different like default control layout i have no idea and a, and just skipped the character creation i mean look it's an mmo right they'll let me maybe change if i get bored i don't know yeah, no, there, there's definitely plenty of menus and stuff, but that's kind of Fallout, I feel like. Yeah. I you definitely need to give it a chance of, like, actually the three of us going in there together, because that's the only reason this game exists. Right. And I hope it's worthwhile. I hope killing uh, Deathclaw, I hope killing the Mothman with my bros is fun enough that it makes me overlook the more negative elements of this game. But right now I'm feeling a little skeptical. Yeah, I agree. Y'all want show and tell quick? Yes. Okay, do one of the other group chats. 
Uh, oh, I guess it's just Denji meeting a penguin. I'll be back. Yeah, okay. It's oh, yeah, it's good, Chainsaw good Man. Good couple of chapters of Chainsaw Man. Yeah, I thought they were pretty solid too. I, yeah. I read all of them in like twenty minutes earlier this afternoon. <laughs> that <laughs> our boy got that penguin, and you know what? His response of I mean, yeah, we were kind of trapped in hell for a little while, but I got a hold of Penguin, so not a bad date. Yeah, I mean, I've been pretty critical of some of the shit that Chainsaw Man pulls, but the the idea of, oh man, we're trapped in this endless, you know, hallway in the aquarium, and I'm here because I have to, like, try to, like, find someone that I care about to turn them into a weapon, because, like, mm-hmm. my feelings towards them is what gives the weapon strength but I don't want to kill anyone shit like that. And then saying like, what if I just turn the aquarium into a weapon? Cause then the endless hallway is gone. Cause I really like this aquarium. I'm going to feel really bad when it's gone. <laughs> I, I actually, I actually really liked it. <laughs> she paid $10,000 for it. It's totally legit. <laughs> yeah. Um, And then I do think it was fun uh, that uh, the war devil was out of the story just long enough that you kind of forget oh, wait, we got a wild card here. We got someone who's going to be making some bad, reckless decisions. And that last page, uh, and I've come to realize this about Chainsaw Man, about uh, the author's writing, is that they are really good at drawing the moments before something terrible happens and just even more of a sense of dread being uh, instilled in a reader than if they were to show the actual fucked up shit. So... Yeah, great, uh, great ending. A lot of, a lot of suspense right now going into tomorrow's chapter. Nice. Show us and tell us, Ryan. So I went to Disneyland as yeah. Angel's birthday gift. Uh, oh. I told Andrew, but um, we rode twenty five rides. Okay. <laughs> in one day. Yeah. We got That's there a little insane. before seven a.m. and we left a little before midnight. Love and we it. rode twenty five rides. If you look up on like the internet like um riding a lot of rides at disneyland it'll be people saying like i rode 18 rides at disneyland here's how you can too and i was just like we fucking your ass yeah no that's that's Ugh. and that, those are like influencers talking about how awesome they did at disneyland <laughs> we fucking knocked it out of the park and we got like snacks so we got like oh. some mickey mouse beignets and some uh some churros and ate two meals and like we did all the other disney stuff yeah watch watch this unbelievable light show called world of color which is like uh fireworks for california adventure um where i didn't know this technology even existed and i almost would say it's a spoiler but so you guys remember we went to the bellagio right yeah yeah so we're at the bellagio cool fucking like fountains and then like they're lit up and they're synced to music. It's pretty fucking neat, right? Mm-hmm. Multiply it by 10. There's 1,200 fountains. Oh, my God. Um, give it color. Like, every single fountain has an individually, like, tweaked color palette. Um, and, like, you're thinking, that's crazy. Wow. And sync it to, like, crazy Disney moments, right? Unbelievable. Then, all of a sudden, some of the fountains start spraying a mist, like, a thick mist. And there are lights from the back that oh. just project yeah. Disney scenes. And yeah. you just watch scenes from Disney movies as the other fountains are like going wild with color and like crazy shit. And the music's going like, it was the coolest shit I've ever seen. Like I was like, what? This is real? 
how did this happen? Cool um, as hell. Holy yeah, I can't shit. recommend that enough. That's unbelievable. Like, w- what an experience. Um, did Rise of the Resistance, and I know that especially you, Andrew, are more into Star Wars than me, but as someone who could not care less about Star Wars, that might be the coolest like experience I've ever had at a theme park. <laughs> like it's it's not like any other theme park ride you've ever done. Like you are in Star Wars now. Like you're you're <laughs> a you're a Star War now. Like it's it's so cool. I cannot recommend it. I'm enough. Ray. Ray Star Wars. I'm Ray Star War. I'm John Star War and you can too. Um I saw this on one of the food reviews, this thing item I'm about to show you. And I want you guys to tell me how much you think it costs. Okay. Um first I'll I'll give it a little a little show. Yes. $24. This is a a real Coca-Cola fucking grenade. Like it's a <laughs> it's a grenade of Coke written in like Star Wars letters and shit. You can't even really tell that it's Coke other than the fact that like it's branded. Anyone who wants to find a picture, look up thermal detonator Coke. It's it's that's what it's called. It's just a fucking grenade of Coke. It's the coolest okay. shit I've ever seen. Andrew says $24. Lucas. The fact that you have this means that it's either surprisingly high or surprisingly low. Andrew went with the middle, so I'm gonna say 12. Okay. What do you think it's worth? I mean, it's it's an eight-ounce Coke. It's it's worth a buck fifty. You're getting <laughs> you that on you're 50. selling that bad boy on eBay for 50 bucks. 50 bucks. Oh, I'm saying, but like value. Oh, like like it's the, a fucking sick ass collectible. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah, it's a collectible. Okay, it's, it's, I think it's worth 80 bucks. Damn. Oh, shit. I, to, to someone who cares about that, I don't know. Fair. Five dollars. <laughs> that costs five dollars? Five bucks. I was like, ah, I, I can't buy enough of these things. It's yeah, the okay. Shit ever. <laughs> I, know th- I know that they changed that then because my parents went to Disney a couple years ago for a day. Neither of them have seen Star Wars. They went to the Star Wars thing and they were so thirsty. Like, I got to buy a fucking soda like, or, or something. And my <laughs> dad got one of those and he brought it up and it was $18. And he like had a <laughs> conniption. I don't know. Like, I was like, I was fully going in expecting to pay like 15 bucks and was ready to do so. Okay. And I was like, holy shit, $5. Like, I'm going to keep this forever. This is yeah. really cool. I don't care about Star Wars at all this is a coke grenade it looks like the american military government has, <laughs> has created an acidic form of coca-cola for our troops to use overseas like this is fucking sick i don't know i'm i'm over i'm over the moon one of the coolest things of the whole thing of the whole trip i haven't even drank it yet because like it was i bought it at like 9 p.m before i went in the literal millennium falcon like actually walked around the millennium falcon and then road in it on a on a ride like fucking sick y'all okay so how much is it worth uh 15 dollars on amazon you can sell yeah i mean because you got to go in and ship it and all this other shit yeah yeah five bucks fucking five dollars with tax like 580 or something so Um, go to star wars land get yourself a coke grenade and that's not cocaine yeah uh, all right, feels like it'd be important to talk about Rick and Morty, everything going on uh, with Isn't all Rick of Rick and Morty so cool, y'all? Yeah. I like it when Rick did his classic Rick thing and Morty did his classic voice acted Morty thing. Man, 
You know how Rick has always been chilled with women in Rick and Morty? That's yeah. awesome. Love that. That's never going to be undercut. Uh, I watched the first episode of The Last of Us again. I haven't. Oh. No, you didn't watch any of it? I, I watched the first half hour. I They're in the car. Uh, they just got to the military blockade. That's where we yeah. left off. Okay. So first half hour. Couldn't get to the whole thing. I, I love it so much so far. Oh, fair. I yeah, think it's no, the it's... perfect blend of the game and TV. Like I, because Andrew knows, like as as a giant Last of Us fan, like yeah, when when you are playing as Sarah in the beginning, and I don't want to talk too much because Angel's over there. Like, yeah, that that's what happens essentially. But like they they, they TVified it. You learned more about the backstory of like the first zombie that you encounter in the show, and like. In the game, it's more just like, I think she even says like Mr. Adler or something like that. Like, it's kind of like a reference that she knows that person, mm. but it's more, yeah, like, yeah, quick hitting. Like, we got to get it to is, the real game. It's so uh, faithful to the game without like just being word for word. Right. Um, Except, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, that, that was it. Please don't spoil anything with what you're about to say. No, no, not at all. Um, Except that, and Andrew and I were talking about this a little bit. Um, The opening part of the game does not take place in 2013 anymore. It takes place in 2003. So that, uh, this isn't a spoiler. I think it's been reported on, or you can just, you're about to find out. Like, um, yeah, so then when it jumps to 20 years in the future, it's the apocalypse is taking place in 2023 in right now times. And I, I don't think they made that change for any other reason than what well, would be cool if like the apocalypse were happening in the year that it is now. Yeah, and it's a TV trope. Yeah, it, it was. It just kind of felt weird to me. Like, why? Why wouldn't they? I mean, I'm not bothered by it, but it feels like a very conscious decision to do that which i understand so like the reasoning is today's year is 2023 this story takes place in 2023 but culturally it takes place in 2003 whereas they could have either just stuck with the timeline of the show or uh of the of the video game or have you know the breakout happen in 2023 and the show takes place in 2020 or 2043 but it doesn't matter because everything is right. just time stops. Yeah. yeah. Like why, why did they do that? <laughs> it doesn't bother me. It's just kind of like a weird it's, choice. It's definitely a TV yeah. trope. And yeah, they're trying yeah. to draw a parallel. I think your other solution that you talked about would make more sense to have it culturally freeze in this year. But like, yeah, I, I think that at the end of the day, it's just a TV trope. And like in the very beginning, they very pointedly had the debate about like you know the concern for virus outbreak versus fungi outbreak mm-hmm. to you know paint a picture like you know what we always beat the viruses at the end here's something you really got to be fucking worried about and included the climate change aspect listen like, like they made this it pretty is all real hypothetical unless the temperature of the planet goes up by one or two degrees <laughs> which like come that's on. not gonna happen come on. Come on. Um, I Who was the he, host? Was the host someone? Was he Baghead from Silicon Valley? I think <laughs> he, um, he looked like someone. Yeah, th- 
the host i don't know the the two scientists yeah the one guy was um or recognized he was the evil guy from um uh peacemaker he was the evil cop alien guy oh from peacemaker oh, oh yeah yeah, yeah the, he was the, the one the scientist. tall guy yeah the um, old man tall guy was yeah, i from peacemaker. i re- i recognize him from hell on wheels <laughs> okay um but who who was the other guy, the smaller one that talked about fungus? He was really familiar, but I can't place his name. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if IMDb has it yet. Josh Brenner is the name. Let's see if he's known for. Yep, he is. He's the host. Yeah. Yeah. So he's from Silicon Valley, which is huh. a show. I think mm. that made our top tens. Maybe the first year we did it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It does bug the time change does bug me a little bit since I think um. Something the game The Last of Us did really well is kind of, I don't know, maybe tie a bow a little bit on zombie fiction taking off the way it did in the late 2000s, early 10s by kind of acknowledging that this works really well as a metaphor for the 2008 financial crisis and American collapse and, I don't know, losing that, losing the line in the opening where Sarah overhears Joel on a phone call about like, oh shit, we're, I'm going to lose the house without this job. Like that, I don't know. I, I, this show still has plenty of time to build upon these characters more than the uh, first game did. But uh, I feel like that's lost a little bit. Um, Of course, that being said, like performances so far, fantastic. Pedro Pascal killing it. I, it's good. It's good prestige TV. Yeah, oh, amazing you've done it again that other doctor uh was played by josh Hanna, by the way which is not a name that i recognize but uh he was in the first two or three mummy movies <laughs> which is where i recognized his face okay. and voice from <laughs> wait now i gotta see if i recognized him from some weird no if you see shit. his face and like i i feel like you're gonna how do you spell hannah uh h-a-n-n-a-h Oh, like Hannah. Okay. I'm not seeing that as a name. Josh Hannah? Josh Hannah. I'm not seeing that on IMDb. Mm. Are you sure? Is that his name? Yes. I'm looking at his Wikipedia page right now. Can you link it in the chat? I want to see this guy. Wait, do you mean John Hannah? Oh, it is John. <laughs> you kept saying Josh, and I was like, I don't. I'm not finding my it. Okay. That's John my B. That's my Hannah, actor, four weddings and a funeral. Huh. The uh, Mummy yeah. trilogy. The Mummy trilogy, of course. No, nothing so far. I don't think so. I don't think I know him from anything. Oh. Huh. Oh, he was in the video game The Mummy: Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Wow. Oh damn! They got John Hannah. No, they cast him well. A lot of experience working in different medias. Um, I, I stand by my tweet. I stand by my tweet. The Last of Us, the show. I this is it. I'm I'm going to play a video game for the first time now because of the show. <laughs> this is how I get into video games, guys. Yeah. I mean, before Last of Us, it was just a guy jumping on mushrooms and breaking blocks. <laughs> there, what? That's dumb. They shouldn't turn that into 
how could that be a TV show? Maybe a movie, definitely not a prestige limited series. No, that would never work unless you got a couple of big names involved. Someone like Star-Lord and the worst half of Key and Peele. It's not... I... Okay, fair. <laughs> They're good at different things, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Are we good? I think we're yeah, good. Yeah, I think we're good. All right. Thank you all so much for listening to episode 211 of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast, which will almost certainly be titled Fistfuls of Estrogen. Andrew, how tall are you? I'm 5'10". Mm. You, how, uh, how did you describe John Hanna? The, I mean, I said the shorter guy. but mm, I, mean, I don't think you said shorter. I think I think you used a different term. I I think I was definitely using it in the frame of reference of oh. the other guy being there being uh-huh. like six fucking eight. Okay. I don't know if you said shorter though. I think you might have used a different term for it, but okay. Did I did I say small shitty guy or something? Yeah, yeah. You said just <laughs> fucking manlet little piece of shit, <laughs> worthless scum who would never be a real man even if he tried. <laughs> Probably never find love. Yeah, I think that's worse. what you actually said. <laughs> I don't know. I was just scrolling and I saw his height and I was like, hmm, interesting. Is he like 5'11 or something? No, he's like 5'9 and a half, but oh, oh. close enough. <laughs> that's so I'm taller height. than him. Oh, yeah. So that's the cutoff. 5'9 and a half and 5'10 might as well be a foot. Like that is huge difference. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm I'm riding that. I'm riding subjective heights being correct right now. Everyone who's about my height, perfect. That was the correct yeah, height. I Everyone agree. shorter than that, too short. Everyone taller than that, too tall. I agree yeah. with that assessment. Deal with it, America. Deal with yeah. it, world. Wait, and you mean everyone, men yeah. and women. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Any any men or women shorter, too short. <laughs> Most women are short. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Huh? I'm, I'm sick of apologizing for it, actually. Take it back, Lucas. I don't apologize. Yeah. We Y'all all are the Matrix. Short. <laughs> Who cares? We all live in the Matrix. short. Uh, thanks, Lucky Badger, Central Richard Nixon, and uh, Tiffany Cole for making, for supporting us on Patreon, supporters there or on Anchor. Uh, questions and business opportunities viewing at gmail.com follow us on twitter for as long as that will at last at v2 underscore podcast follow me at lucas writer on twitter to keep up with all of my writing and fantastic tweets have a great week everyone hope it's good hope uh, you're continuing to have a great 2023 see you in the next episode <laughs>